You're listening to the Eat with Grace podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. Jackie Neinheis, registered dietitian and professor of culinary medicine. And I am your co-host, Brooke Fredrickson, registered dietitian and certified diabetes care and education specialist. And we are here to challenge a culture around food and nutrition from a biblical perspective. We're so glad you joined us today. And um, we're going to be talking today about biblical wisdom. Um, Brooke, when you think of biblical wisdom and you think of the knowledge in this world, you know, what does the Bible say about wisdom? And, and what, what about um, biblical knowledge or worldly knowledge? Can we sort through some of these issues today? Yeah, we wanted to talk about wisdom today, I think, because when we talk about intuitive eating and we talk about wisdom, I know wisdom is used a lot in that in that sense, um, but they talk about it from from like a bodily wisdom type sense. Um, We know as Christians that the Bible talks a lot about wise living. So if anyone has ever read the book of Proverbs, it is all about wise living Uh, It's kind of a guideline for us of how to live our lives um, that aren't necessarily, you know, avoiding sin, but it's specific to things like how to manage your money and things to do and not to do that are just making really wise decisions that will probably result in some good consequences or uh, good, maybe life decisions while we're on this earth. And so I know I've talked in the past about looking at the Bible and what it says about food and our bodies and and nutrition, and it really doesn't say a whole lot of those things. And yeah, even in Proverbs, it doesn't. There aren't a lot of wise living things around food and nutrition in, in Proverbs. But we do know that we are called as Christians, you know, to, to live a you know, a quiet life to be wise, to use logic and reason to make our decisions and to not be foolish. And so we know that we're not supposed to be foolish. And so when it comes to eating and food, you know, how do we, how do we make wise decisions without letting the food control us without being really rigid about our food? Because I think a lot of Christians try to live you know, they're trying to be wise and trying to live very disciplined and self-controlled lives and food and nutrition falls into that. So how they take care of their bodies becomes this self-controlled discipline thing, which there's nothing wrong making wise choices around that. There's nothing wrong having some discipline. But again, where is that line between too far and legalism versus just making wise choices? Because honestly, I think in some situations, it might be wise to, to eat the cookie. Like it might be wise to do some of those things. And so it's not an unwise decision to, to maybe have something that would be considered quote unquote unhealthy, but I I just would, yeah, I wanted to bring up this conversation and just talk about wisdom and, and where does this fall into intuitive eating and how do we make sure that we're living wise in, in terms of biblical living and wisdom. Uh, so I don't know, that's, that's where I'm going with this, but Jackie, do you have any input on that? 
Well, those are excellent points because the Bible does talk a lot about wisdom and knowledge. And these are uh, reoccurring themes in the Bible. And when we look at the um, different places where wisdom is mentioned, like 1 Corinthians 1.30, it's because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. So to me, that verse is saying that the wisdom that comes from God, that is everything. That is so important. It is our righteousness. It's our holiness and it's our redemption. And when we try to, to put something else in there, like a piece of food, whether we eat it or don't eat it, and call that holiness, or even to bring it close to the idea of righteousness is totally misaligning the Bible. Because the Bible says that, um, that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. So it doesn't have anything to do with this food that we're eating or not eating. And that wisdom is so important then throughout our whole lives. It, it kind of puts into perspective of how we can look at that cookie and maybe how we can make some wise choices about the food we eat, but knowing that it really is very different than the wisdom of God. Wouldn't you say, Brooke? Right. And I think, I guess when I think about biblical wisdom, you know, I think about right living. I think about being a good steward of, you know, your resources and not making foolish choices and not, not making really high risk decisions that are going to get you into trouble. Like those are the kind of things that I think of when, when you read through Proverbs, those are the examples that it gives. Uh, and so I guess, yes, when it comes to food and nutrition there, I think there's a lot of gray area in there. I do think that, you know, there are some people who maybe don't make what we would consider wise choices around those things. Like, is it wise to drink a two liter bottle of soda a day? Probably not. Like, I think if we looked at actual wisdom, that's, that's probably not a good decision. It's not going to result in favorable outcomes long-term. Um, and so I think there's all this nuance. When I talk about food and nutrition, I've always talked about amount and frequency matters. And so when we get when we get hung up on this um, again, good food, bad food, or any kind of food rules that we have like that, we get sucked into that food morality, like you were talking about, or having this idea that if we don't eat these things, then that makes us better or wiser or whatever. And so I don't know. I think it's it's a very nuanced topic and it's it's hard to say that eating unhealthy foods is an unwise decision because again it it's going to depend on how much, how often, what the rest of your diet looks like, what the rest of your lifestyle looks like. I mean there's just so many factors into there that it's really hard to say that it's unwise to do those things because you have to look at the big picture. And you know, I think we all 
uh, want wisdom. And it's really interesting because in the book of James, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who is gracious and he gives without reproach and it should be given unto you. So um, wisdom is something that I personally pray for constantly in so many areas of my life. And I never feel like I have arrived at that point, that there's always so much more that God can um, can help us with. And um, then in Proverbs 4, 7, it talks about whatever else you get, get understanding. And so this understanding and this wisdom comes from God. It comes from his word. And then when we take this wisdom and we apply it, it becomes knowledge. And this knowledge, we pray, comes from God. But sometimes there's all this knowledge from the world and our culture that kind of maligns it and gets it confusing. And so then we have to go back to the source and say, you know, what does God care more about? Does he care more about that I have asked for wisdom and he will graciously give it to me? Or does he care more about that? Okay, these foods somebody has decided are not good. And these foods someone has decided are good, probably have put a lot of money behind the marketing in it. You know, it's two very different issues when we're, we're making choices. But when, when we pray for wisdom, that's even like discernment of what we're going to talk about in these podcasts. It's not like I have a perfect relationship with food at all. And I do feel like God has um, given me a passion for wisdom. He has given me a passion to pray continually that he will give me wisdom, that he will teach me and he will show me. Um, I can give you an example. I had my grandkids here this week and we had a wonderful time doing so many things, but there are a couple of things this morning that I'm looking back on and saying, oh, I wish I would have done differently. I wish that I would have, um, you know, just shared a little bit more godly wisdom with them instead of some other things. And, um, and then I start to, to realize, no, God is not berating me. I think Satan is, I think there's spiritual forces at work where we have godly wisdom. And then there's this spiritual force telling you, oh no, that's not enough. That's not going to ever make it. You know, if intuitive eating is built on biblical principles, and I hope anybody listening starts to do that, Satan will attack that. And he will say, oh, it can't work. You failed in everything else. There's no way this can work in your life. And so then we have to go back to the scriptures and read what God promises. And he promises if anyone lacks wisdom, ask of God, and he will generously give it to us and without reproach. So if you feel reproach in your prayer for wisdom, oh, you're not good enough. You're not going to make it. You're never going to get it. That's not, you know, going to work. That's not of God because right. he gives without reproach. Right. And there is no condemnation. Um, you know, God doesn't condemn us uh, the Holy Spirit convicts us, and there's a very different, very different feeling in in how that comes across. And so, one thing you were saying that that brought to my mind was that wisdom. I feel like wisdom is kind of um, almost equal to like like it comes with maturity. 
like the older we get and the more life experiences we have and the things we go to, we learn and we become wiser, right? So I think there's a I think there's always been kind of this assumption that, you know, older people are wiser because they've, they've learned and they've gone through these experiences. And so I do think wisdom comes with maturity. I also, um, the one thing you said about if someone is trying to come out of rigid eating and dieting and they're feeling like, you know, maybe intuitive eating, maybe they can't see how it's, how it can be biblical or how it can fit into um, what the Bible says about our bodies and food, uh, and that Satan could potentially be, you know, condemning them or or whatever. I think Satan does use food. He does use our bodies and our dissatisfaction with our bodies. He does use those things as a way to enslave us, not to sin, but to distract us and to feel horrible about ourselves to be obsessed with ourselves and our bodies and to constantly be turning again towards us rather than looking at God and, and projecting outward, you know? So I do think that Satan uses food and eating and all that stuff as a way to bind us um, and distract us from, from good things that God wants us to do. And so Another thing I wanted to say about intuitive eating, because if anyone has read the intuitive eating book or gone through the intuitive eating workbook, there's always a lot of talk in there about your body's wisdom. And so personally, I would say that is probably a non-biblical concept of your body being wise. Um, I do believe that God created our bodies to work in a certain way. He created them with, you know, like I said, the appetite and the fullness hormones. He created us with all these signals and sensations and, and our, our metabolism to work in a certain way. I do believe that God created those things and that we can honor God by honoring the body that he gave us. Um, but is our body actually wise? I don't, I don't know where that fits in, Jackie. What are your thoughts on, on our body being wise? Do you think that's, I feel like it's more of like a new age concept. Oh, I do. Uh, yeah, I do. it's it's not biblical at all. And so if anyone is reading those books, just be very wary about that. Like our body is not wise. Our body is not like its own little entity um, that has its own personality or, or decision-making ability or anything like that. Like our body is a vessel, um, but our body is not wise. So I would be very careful that we're giving credit where it's due. Like let's, let's, let's give God the glory for the body that he gave us and not again, make our body, this idol or body, this amazing thing that is doing all this wonderful stuff for us and making these decisions for us. So that's one thing I wanted to clear up. Yeah. I I'm so glad that you said that because we find the wisdom of God in his written word and, um, giving human abilities to, things that aren't innate objects, basically, right. By right. themselves are innate objects is definitely uh, not of God. And it is a new age thing to say, you know, new age and Christianity, it's so hard sometimes for new Christians to determine the difference. And I think of it as, um, as Christians, we say, God loves us. And God is in us and we serve God. Whereas a new age kind of thing would be, 
God loves us and we are, and he's in us and we are God. Exactly. And so it's such a little bit of a nuance that mm -hmm. when you read something like the body's wisdom, it could sound really good. But when you think of it on a deeper level, we see that it totally is not biblical. And anything that's extra biblical like that is, in my opinion, considered new age. And that's a little bit of the definition of new age is when you add things to the Bible. So we develop wisdom through a lot of different ways, like reading the word and, and we become wise as we study the word, as we apply it to our lives, like you said, and that it comes through maturity. You know, we also develop wisdom when we learn from our mistakes. So as far as um, the body wisdom, the things that our mind is telling us is not always good. If it's condemning us, if it's making us feel worse, then like you said, it's, it's a bondage. The interesting thing about that tactic that happens so often in the culture of this world is that that tactic is making us feel, from feeling miserable about ourselves, at least me and many of my patients, it makes you eat worse, eat less healthy, eat more at a time than you know you want to. And so the bondage is actually excavating the problem of eating, overeating, um, eating too much, eating inappropriate foods. And think about the times in your life where you felt really good about your relationship with God. Not that you had arrived, but just that you were in a place where you were seeking God's wisdom. You were leaning on his ways. You were walking in his word. Eating became easier and less of a problem. And maybe your weight stabilized a little bit. Now, that's an interesting concept here because it, it ties when we can break those bonds we have the freedom to eat how God meant for us to eat. And it becomes just a little bit easier to maintain our weight. Now I say maintain because losing weight is incredibly hard, Brooke. And I think that if we could maintain our weight and never have dieted, we might be better off. And that's why I say breaking the bonds, whether it was you were, well, I don't know, you know, it could be all kinds of different bonds in your life right. that creates a, a situation where you're so negative to yourself that right. you, um, you actually do destructive things to your body, like eating, overeating, like, um, grabbing food that you would not choose if you were in a different, different state. Right. Well, and like the more we try to restrict food or the more we try to diet, the more we think about our bodies actually um, the more we, the more we end up eating. <laughs> it's one of those things. Like if you say, don't think about the, you know, the elephant in the room, all you're going to think about is the elephant in the room. So anytime we remove something like that, it actually makes us focus on it more. And so, um, when we make food a big issue, when we make our bodies a big issue, they do, they become a, they take up more space in our life. They become a bigger issue in our life, which then again is pushing something else out. And so one other thing I wanted to mention 
if intuitive eating, you know, in parts of the intuitive eating book, because it is not a Christian book, when it talks about our body's wisdom, another thing that we know as Christians is that our bodies can fail us, right? So uh, because Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, and because we can now acquire disease, and we have this like sin nature, and on this earth, we are, you know, dying more every single day, right? We, we don't have eternal life. We don't have health and perfection like they did in the Garden of Eden, um, that we know that our bodies can fail us. And I guess if we put all of this, you know, we don't want to put too much emphasis on our bodies and what it can do for us, because sometimes there are things in our bodies and processes in our bodies that aren't working right uh, because of disease or because of whatever. And so we want to make sure that we're not putting all of it on our bodies. And then that's where we do also need to rely some on wisdom, like our brains and our rational thought and our logic. Um, because if my body tells me I want to eat an entire bag of licorice or something like that, because my body's telling me to, I'm not a slave to my body. Like, therefore, <laughs> like, I know that in my mind, it would probably be an unwise decision to eat that much in both like a physical, um, from a physical standpoint, I probably wouldn't feel very well when I got done. Um, but we know like the ramifications of probably having, you know, 2000 calories of sugar in a sitting or something like that. So there are times where we do need to use our mind. And this is where that the, the biblical wisdom versus the body wisdom, I think, comes in because our bodies can fail us. They are not perfect. Um, but we do have a brain and God gave us logic and reason. And we have hopefully learned throughout our lifetime, right, to make better choices about things. And so this is where we can actually use our brain to make some wise choices around, around uh, how we take care of our bodies or what we eat. But again, we just don't want it to get to that rigid point. We don't want it to become a rule. We don't want it to become legalism. We don't want it to become this really self-righteous attitude about our choices. But we do want to like logically think about our food choices. You know, that's why I said like sometimes it's a wise choice to have, um, you know, a big salad with some, some lean proteins and a bunch of veggies and some fruit and whole grains. Like sometimes that's a really wise decision because you know that that food is going to taste good. It's going to nourish your body. You're going to feel good when you're done eating it. Like you're, you're eating something that is very health promoting in your body, but it's also, it might be a wise decision to go out for dessert with your friends and to enjoy like a really, uh, indulgent type food because it brings you joy and because it's fun to go with your friends and to have that socialization and do those things. And so we have to, you know, we can, we can make wise choices that maybe aren't wise in terms of like the, the secular world and, and the health industry and the wellness industry. Um, but this is where we, we need to I guess, decide what's, what's in the best interest for us and what we're getting out of it and, and look at the big picture again and not focus in on these individual foods or individual meals or individual days of eating. 
Those are excellent, excellent points. And another thing is, I don't think we need to apologize for how we're eating. Um, we need to pray for God's wisdom. And, you know, like Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 warns us not to lean on our own understanding, but in all of our ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight our paths. But we also have to realize if we're looking for biblical wisdom in all areas of our life, I think we can plan that we're probably going to be misunderstood by the world because God's wisdom and the world's wisdom are not the same. So you may um, have this wisdom from God pertaining food, but then the people around you might start criticizing, oh, you're eating something that's not clean. You're eating something that's not this or not this or whatever. And it's kind of interesting that we have this clean eating movement right now and criticism against what I might have on my plate if they don't think that it's clean. Because in the biblical times, you know, the Pharisees also would condemn people for not having clean eating. I have no idea the origins of this clean eating right now, but it seems just as uh, legalistic as it was back in Jesus's day. And wisdom is discerning between legalism and, and eating with wise choices, I think. Well, right. And Wisdom and grace, like all of that can go together. When we talk about eating with grace, um, there is this, you know, this gray area. <laughs> there is this like um, this, this forgiveness and this self-compassion. There's like this, again, not rigid, not black and white uh, type living. And so I think when we are living under the grace of, of God, understanding that Jesus died for us, even when we did everything wrong and we deserve death. And he was this perfect person who sacrificed himself for us. Um, living in grace includes that freedom and it includes not living in bondage and the bondage of eating perfectly or, or doing those kind of things. Um, and I know we talked about in our last, I think a couple would be a couple episodes ago on our body stewardship one that, yeah, we, it is important to take care of our body. I think that's one way that we can honor and worship God is to take care of the body that he gave us. But again, um, it doesn't have to be in a rigid legalistic way. It can, it can, it can fall under that umbrella of grace, um, where we, we do the best that we can. Um, but we also, you know, God, God gave us taste buds so that <laughs> we could enjoy food. And he, um, he doesn't give us any commands in the Bible, uh, that says not to eat certain things. He doesn't give us any commands about any of that. In fact, there's just, there's always positive messages about food in the Bible um, and about celebrating with food and eating with other people. And so we want to make sure that we're keeping food in, in its, I would say, biblical context, right? And not, not making it more of a, of a, of a big deal than it than it is. So well put. So well put. Another characteristic of wisdom is um, extending grace to ourselves when maybe we didn't do exactly like we had wanted or planned and also extending grace to others because um, God gives wisdom to each of us in the measure that we can use it and applying it to our lives in so many different ways. And that's I think when you were talking about wisdom earlier um, and yeah, 
when it being a part of maturity or life experiences, wisdom is something that we gain over time, right? Sometimes we mess up and we learn from mistakes that we've made. Like maybe we ate a whole pan of brownies and it didn't feel good. Hopefully we would learn. And then next time we wouldn't do that. Right. So, um, so that can be an aspect of wisdom too, that it's just this ongoing process. And that's true. And join us for our next podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about failure and um, eating and dieting and uh, just working through a lot of those issues that both of our patients deal with day in and day out. Yep. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week.